Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me, all the way from Amsterdam, Sebastian van der Lans, who is the founder of WordProof. His website is wordproof.com. Sebastian, welcome to the show. Jen, thanks for having me. It's super excited. This will be fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm especially excited because, you know, Sebastian, with everything that's been going on in the last year and everyone having to really depend on the internet and social media to stay connected, um, you know, as great as that is, I also think it, it's a double-edged sword uh, because you can also get misinformation. And one thing that your company does, uh, WordProof, is you are fixing the internet that broke with fake news, manipulation, and fraud. So tell us about that. How did you even get into the space to begin with? Because I'm, I'm quite fascinated by this. And of course, we'll get into like how you actually do that. Yeah, sure. So um, even though the internet has brought us so much with a push on a button, we have a car in front of our house, but yeah. at the same time, it has, as you said, a deep-rooted issue and it's trust. And mm. it's quite obvious that it happened as trust simply wasn't part of the internet's design. The yeah. internet was built to connect computers with computers and Computers, they have no dreams. They don't care about power or self-enrichment as they have no egos, but we humans do. Mm. And therefore, we now suffer those things, the fraud, the manipulation and theft on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I work with open source software, software that's freely available for everyone, the most inclusive software there is. Uh, Wikipedia is an example of open source software, mm -hmm. but it, everyone making a website uh, has heard of WordPress, 30, mm -hmm. 40% of all websites on the internet are built with WordPress. And what you see with open source software is it's, communities of people working on free software to make a better world. And mm. what we do is applying these principles to fighting misinformation and uh, fraud on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, incredible. And uh, I definitely had been using WordPress for as long as I know in, in my um, internet life, I guess you can say. And even the company that I do with my husband outside of this, we very much use WordPress. So I appreciate you like bringing that up. And, and I didn't even know that stat, like 40% of you know people who do have a website um, you know, use WordPress. Uh, another interesting thing that I really didn't think about this, and I, I guess the, the way you're phrasing this is also, I want to mention that you are the chairman of the, of the Trust Web Foundation, is trust. Trust wasn't part of the internet's design. And I think that's like, that's so profound to say, cause I, I never really looked at it that way, but that like when, you know, when we have all these questions of why there's all these fake news manipulation and fraud, it's the trust factor. And I, I again, like I, I'm almost at shock. I'm processing as you're saying it, but that it's powerful. Like it, and it's true. Trust wasn't part of the internet's design. Yeah. And what you see is Trust arises from two building blocks. We say, hey, mm -hmm. firstly, it's transparency for so for in information in news or in terms and conditions or product information or government information. It's transparency. So how did information change over time? Mm -hmm. And secondly, it's accountability. Who is the sender of information? Mm -hmm. If you know who the sender is of information and how information changed over time, trust will be a result and in the real world it's about 
people connecting with each other. And in the real world, I can see, hey, you are Jan. But yeah. online, it's hard to see who the center of information is. And what we do in an open source way or what we do with uh, with 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 information is making it transparent and accountable with the technology. It's called blockchain technology. Mm. Many may have heard of blockchain technology because of uh, Bitcoin, uh, but blockchain was invented 30 years ago for exactly this transparency and accountability to bring that to information and what mm -hmm. we fight for at both the trusted web uh, foundation as at wordproof is making sure that all information that matters government information terms and conditions news that this information is transparent and accountable so that trust will be a part of the internet's dna yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Sebastian. And you give me hope for a better internet <laughs> with, with the work that you're doing at WordProof. Um, so one of the things that you do in order to create this better internet is uh, you work together with search engines and the European Commission, which is actually an extremely important uh, which is an extremely important combination. So tell us about that. Um, you know, the fact that you know, this combination of search engines and European Commission um, helps, at least with your through your company, create a better internet. Yeah, so what we do is, the, the easiest example is with a news website. Mm -hmm. Often you see on a news website an, an article with a headline, and then you say, last, last edited three hours ago. Mm. You could say, wow, that's transparent. Thank you for sharing that. But you could also be a bit suspicious. What mm. was there three hours ago that I'm not allowed to see anymore? And what we do is making visible to visitors um, what the previous revisions of that information were. It could be news. It could be wow. terms and conditions. Um, but we make a fingerprint of that information and put it in a blockchain. So you, as a visitor, can verify, firstly, who was the sender of the information, and secondly, how the information changed over time. Mm -hmm. That's handy, but only if you are a nerd and you care too much or care about <laughs> trust. And what, what we do is working with the search engines, uh, we want search engines to base their ranking on how transparent and how accountable the sender of the information is. So if you, as a publisher, choose to be transparent and timestamp your information and share the revisions of the information, you should rank higher than information yeah. that does not timestamp the information, that does not take accountability. And if you... Take that to, for example, social media. You can mm -hmm. say, hey, every information may be published on the internet. Otherwise, it's censorship and censorship is bad. Mm -hmm. But before information can go viral, an account uh, or a person, personal information must be connected to the information. So there's always freedom of uh, speech, but not automatically freedom of reach. Mm. For To go viral, there must be an identity of an organization or a person connected to the information. So you as a receiver of information can verify who the sender is. And the, it's harder to spread misinformation then because the receiver of information can always hold you accountable. And that's not the panacea, the big solution to every problem on the internet, but it's a step in the right direction. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's very, I think that because the internet is so normalized in our life, it's very easy to just take what we see and take it as it is. It's like, oh, that's truth. You know, when it's really not like very often when, you know, people try to, let's say reference Wikipedia, they're like, never reference Wikipedia directly, at least go to the footnotes, (laughs) you know, and see where that comes from. But again, you have to kind of be a nerd to really dig through that. Right. And to really like want to, um, you know, see who the sender of information is. Cause otherwise a lot of people just take things as truth and run with it, especially if it taps into your primal emotions, you know, especially with news, for example, and politics, like if it really hits your emotions, you're just going to try to find content that is in support of however strongly you're feeling at that time. And before you know it, you know, once again, there's all this misinformation and ultimately misunderstanding and that lack of trust in other people. And so I just love how you um, really stress the importance of transparency and accountability. Um, And you're right. It's like, when I look at stuff, I don't know, I don't often trace back like who the center is. So it's great to even just, you know, of course we can't, you know, fix everything overnight, but even to just start with like, who is the center of information and how consistently um, are they putting out good content for you and really doing well-researched content and, and make that, and really have these search engines encourage that. Absolutely. So what we expect the government to do or the European Commission, for example, is make it mandatory for information that matters. That will mm. start with government information, secondly, political information and the terms and conditions. Mm-hmm. And automatically it will go to, for example, news websites. And that's a government or a European commission or whoever, they can make stuff mandatory, but stuff that's man- mandatory is never fun. Mm. Uh, at least not for the companies. So that's why we work with search engines as well. If there's a reward for the publisher, a reward for the government that the information will rank higher or mm-hmm. a reward on, on social media, then it's not only because you have to, but also uh, because there's a reward for that, which will result in a better internet. Yeah, absolutely. So Sebastian, tell me a little bit more about your process with WordProof or with WordProof. I know that you like to work with search engines and also working with the European Commission. Um, I mean, you don't have to like name drop or anything, but you know, any examples of uh, other companies or types of uh, individuals that you partner with to really make a better internet? Yeah, so one of the partners in the company is the the company Yoast. And mm. everyone who worked with WordPress, they know that. It's, mm. They run on 11 million uh, websites and they help you with making better information for search engines. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they coach you in writing. Oh, use this word more often or use shorter sentences for uh, boosting your readability. They are a partner. So um, having them is super interesting for us as we will uh, pop up in, uh, we will be integrated in the tools they offer. So that's a great tool for adoption. Um, in the Netherlands here, we work with two out of three of the largest uh, publishers. So they timestamp already. Mm. So it's working on having, we work on having adoption on many small websites. Many of them use WordPress. Mm. And we are working on adoption with many large websites um, to make sure that, uh, yeah, millions of people can see the timestamp certificates on uh, the websites and on the internet. Yeah, we've definitely used Yoast. So good to know that uh, that is a credible <laughs> plugin, <laughs> you know, to yeah. have on our WordPress site. I, yeah, they run on, I guess, 16% of the internet. It's uh, 11 million WordPress websites. So they're uh, huge. And uh, they're a Dutch company as well, as a fun fact. 
Oh, that's awesome. I feel like um, I'm not saying I'm not going against my American people, but I just feel like there's so many amazing things outside of America and being able to talk to people like you <laughs> um, yeah, affirms that for me. <laughs> I love America. So it's it's a great collaboration. It's a there global talk. There you go. I love that. Well said, Sebastian. Global talk. I appreciate that. Um, so I want to I want to go ahead and um, you know transition over to the advice you want to give for people who are entrepreneurs as well as non entrepreneurs. But before I do, Sebastian, I want to make sure I also have covered all my bases. Is there anything else you want people to know about WordProof? Oh, if you have a website, uh, or it's more of a call to action. If you have a website, just try it. It's a free plan. You can time some 10 articles a month and, uh, yeah, just, uh, just do it and let us know what you think. Cool. Cool. Are there any types of industries, uh, or communities that tend to fall in love with WordProof? Um, news organizations. That's mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you have, um, creative cr uh, people who create content. So um, a timestamp is a way to prove that you had that information in that specific moment in time. So mm. for example, if you're a phot photographer or uh, a writer, you can in a way protect your copyright, protect the content you create with a timestamp, mm -hmm. uh, as you can always prove that you had that certain information at that moment in time. So mm -hmm. for creative companies, uh, yeah, many of them love it because it's a way to protect their creative work. Yeah. Help me understand that. So timestamping is sort of a way of um, like, like ownership, like it's a form of ownership when you can like timestamp something you put out there. Like that's what I'm trying to understand. Yeah, sort of. So it's mm -hmm. bringing it to a notary uh, mm. in a way, but then mm -hmm. super fast in less than a second and super cheap for a few cents. So for example, there's a creative studio in the Netherlands. They are called uh, Bloom and Bloom and they make wonderful furniture. Mm. They work tremendous amount of hours on every product and they uh, create a beautiful passport for it a picture and text but what happened was the um, people on ebay copied their content but they sold a cheap uh, copy of the product mm. and uh, they tried to take down uh, write an, uh, an email to ebay and say hey that's a copycat can you please take it down but they never got a response mm. then they uh used wordproof they did a timestamp and um in the wordproof backend you can download kind of a certificate with your timestamp in yeah. less than five minutes you give in hey this is the copycat this is my product generate a letter they send it to ebay and in less than one hour they took it down that was wow. a company that was never able to have any legal protection as they are just the two of them working on uh, on the beautiful products they have no time and not the money to do a process like that but with time stamping it all happens automatically and in a way it democratized uh, the legal protection for them so that's yeah. another, yeah, anyone creative who uh, sometimes, yeah, has copycats around them. Yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that, Sebastian, because when I, sometimes I, I'm almost, I mean, I, I tend to like post unapologetically on social media, but with the kind of fear in mind of like, oh, but what if someone copies my content? And it's like, where is the accountability in that? Like, how do you, you know, what's the, how do you protect yourself legally? And so even just doing something as a timestamp, you know, at the beginning of our conversation, I was like, what is it about timestamps? Now I'm convinced <laughs> after you, you yeah. talk about the importance of it. And the sad thing is um, creators take it for granted that content is stolen sometimes. Yeah. And that we have to put that to a halt. And that's what, a timestamp can do in an open source and super cheap or free way. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I want to go to our action item here. So we talked extensively about the timestamps already for entrepreneurs and really just elaborating on the importance of that, especially for creatives. Uh, the other people that you want to ex- uh, speak to, Sebastian, give advice to are, are non-entrepreneurs. And these are for people who see information on a news website that's last edited three hours ago, and you're curious what was there. Tell us about what should, what should they do if they, you know, go on that page and notice like, oh, you know, they edited this three hours ago. So from today, and so from uh, two years ago, it's possible to timestamp. It's mm. super cheap. It's super fast. So, and a timestamped information, transparency and accountability is, it, it will, it's a better internet. If mm. I can verify who the sender is and uh, how it changed over time, I will have more trust. So that's the internet we deserve with all of us. So to your favorite news website, if you see that they are not transparent in the revisions and if they don't timestamp, just send them an email and send them an email with, hey, why don't you timestamp? And mm. then with the link, detrustedweb.org, there's all free education available to educate them on how they can be part of the trusted web. And in that way, we all build together on uh, yeah, a better internet, a trusted web. Yeah, I think... Um- I really appreciate this conversation because I keep thinking to myself often, like, how do I, how do I trust? How do I trust people online? And these are really, uh, this, that's, this is really the start of it, that transparency and accountability. I'm curious to know that, um, although, like I said, obviously we can't fix this overnight, but let's say we accomplish a big portion of this. Is there anything else that you hope to accomplish, Sebastian, to make a better internet in addition to, you know, that transparency and accountability? Uh, I, I, my uh, fiance and I, we want to have kids and I just want to feel safe when I mm. put them on the internet. So when, <laughs> when we give them their first uh, phone or tablet or whatever the device is by then, I yeah. want to feel safe when I hand them the device. And the same is yeah for my grandma, she suffers dementia now today she's not safe on the internet as she mm. cannot choose what sites are safe or not and with time stamping in place there is an infrastructure to make it a safe place for her as well mm-hmm. wow i like that. that's powerful well um best of luck to you and your fiance and your kids and thank you for just um you know, like, like I keep saying and keep emphasizing, you know, creating a better internet for, uh, for us and for our future generations. I I keep thinking that, you know, if I have kids, they're going to like, you know, be born with like a phone in their hands with internet, you know? And it's just like, is this, this, if this is our life, let's make it a good life. Right. (laughs) For sure. And, but now the the reality is it, it scares, it scares me to, yeah. the internet is not the place where I will put my kids on yet. So, uh, <laughs> right. There's work to do for all of us. Yeah, let's wait till they turn 18 and, <laughs> and go from there. Well, Sebastian, uh, you know, once again, I just really enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, any parting thoughts before we go? No. Um, yeah, it's it's there is hope for the internet and for all of us. The internet <laughs> is is a great place. So uh, yeah, the only thing we need to do is making it trusted. I But I have a lot of faith in what we can do with all of us. So uh, yeah, let's build yeah. a trusted web together. Yeah, fantastic. I think eventually if there's anything that we've all been hungry for since uh, this pandemic and being at home, it's that sense of community. And so I think that, um, I think that is going to shine through the internet, uh, starting with people like you. So thanks, Sebastian, for being the change. 
Thanks for having me, Jan. It was a wonderful conversation. And with that said to our listeners, once again, this is Sebastian Fondarlans, who is the founder of WordProof. His website is wordproof.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.